Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. And we go, hello, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. Finally back after the craziness of WrestleMania and the WWE Superstar Shake-Up. Just to point out, I am trying to use a new microphone today that I've been having many technical issues with. So if it sounds weird, I apologize. I will continue to try and work on it. But I also had laptop issues today, and therefore it's been a bit of a technical nightmare. Uh, a couple of things I do want to pump out, because sometimes I put stuff on my Twitter at Simon316. Again, the so- if you're watching it on YouTube, even the socials aren't there, because I didn't get around to fixing those after my technical nightmare. But... Uh, yeah, a lot of people say, oh, Millie, you've got merchandise. Everyone's surprised. I do. So quick plug at the start of the podcast, because I know more people listen there. SimonMiller.BigCartel.com, I say tentatively. And then I think, is that right? I believe that's right. Uh, it is, yes. Yeah, Simon.BigCartel.com. You can buy all my wrestling merchandise there. And the reason I'm pimping out my wrestling merchandise is because this Sunday, on Defiant Wrestling's YouTube channel, I'm laughing to myself because people on YouTube who watch it live already know this. You can tune in to this week's episode of Loaded and you can get a promo from me talking about what's next in my pro wrestling career. And all I will say is this, I wouldn't have released new merchandise if I wasn't about to make a comeback. We are going to talk about all of that on next week's show because I know nobody likes spoilers. Um... What else was I going to talk about? Yes, the reason we didn't go live last week is because I was at WrestleMania. And the reason we're going live at a bizarre time on a Thursday is because, well, I may as well just tell you here. I'm having a really cool week, if I'm honest. A tiring week, but a cool week. Later on, I'm also going to be on Arsenal... Arsenal Nation, they're playing Napoli later, so if you want to tune into that, I'm heading to the Emirates, and I'm going to be doing their pre, mid, and post show, which is cool, right? I'm a lucky, lucky boy, but let's finally talk about some uh, some wrestling, some wrestling. I didn't know what to call this week's show. If you were an uh, eager beaver, you would have seen at one point, it was called, Why Was the WWE Shake-Up So Dull? And I do want to get onto that, I do want to touch into it, but then, as always, good old Wrestling Observer, they dropped some news about the whole Sasha Banks stuff and it was i just thought it was an interesting topic and what i should really do is i should get it up so i can read it to you exactly as what it said and we can we can debate that because i i just it, something funny i don't say something funny seems to be going on in wwe but i was just surprised that you know, it, well, I'll just read it to you. I've got it up now. So this is from the Wrestling Observer newsletter. If you like this stuff, you should subscribe. You can do that. At, I think it's f4wonline.com. Uh, regarding Sasha Banks, it should be noted that the decision to put the women tag team titles on the Iconics was not a last minute one, and many people knew about it in the company. However, Banks and Bailey weren't told until the day of the show. They were also told at the time the, camp, the company was going to drop them as a tag team. I don't know if they were told about being put on different brands because WWE keeps that stuff secret from talent, but they were aware they weren't going to be a team no longer. Now, this upset both of them because you will have seen the promos that they had done on well, Raw, SmackDown, and down in NXT saying they wanted a long women's tag team title run and the Hug and, the hug and Boss connection was here, yada, yada, yada. Neither of them took it well. Bailey was upset, whereas Sasha Banks, as we know, threw her toys out of the pram or... You know, there's a there's a, a, a division here. Some people think she was right to do it, and some people think she was wrong. We'll get to that too. 
And, you know, at the moment, she's on hiatus from the company trying to make up her mind about what she wants to do because she wanted to quit. And WWE said, no, look, go away. Think about it. And we can come back to this in a couple of weeks time. The thing that surprised me is I don't know what WWE thought was going to happen. Now, I do agree. Look, wrestling isn't real in terms of the story, right? It, 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 it's a story. It, it's, not, it's not actual competition when it comes to wins and losses. Somebody tells you what's going to happen. But I do find it crazy that they were allowed time to go out there on all three shows and say that they were going to be a dominant tag team, a tag team that defended those titles all over the place, that they were going to bring prestige to these new belts. And then they're only told on the day, oh, by the way, not only are you going to lose, but you're going to, you're going to break up as a team. And going back to everything that happened a year ago, around about this same time, when we had the potential of a Bailey versus Sasha Banks feud, which we never got because WWE could never seem to make up their mind. Let's not forget at one point, I think Sasha Banks threw Bailey into some lockers, and yet it didn't go anywhere. It just, you know, it just, it just absolutely did peter out until they made this Bog and Husk, and Bog and, what's it called? Bog is not right. Hug and Boss Connection Tag Team. To try, I guess, with the... Again, Sasha Banks and Bailey said they went... I don't know, who knows how true any of this stuff is? It's wrestling. But they said, behind the scenes, they went to Vince McMahon every day and said, we really want those tag team championships. And until you introduce them, we are going to bug you about it every single day. To go through all of that, and then not kind of been clued up as to what's going... To, and look, it's WWE, man. It's their company. They can do whatever they want. Much like if you watch this on YouTube, the start of this podcast, I had a little rant and rave because I was tired. <laughs> and sometimes that happens. You, you choose how to run your own operations and no one should be able to tell you otherwise. With that said, I just don't think it's a very good way to treat your talent when you do have things like AEW and even New Japan these days, I think is quite an attractive proposition. And Ring of Honor too. I know Ring of Honor is quite... Again, another divisive thing at the moment. Are they doing well? Are they not doing well? Should they put more money into it? Is Sinclair actually invested? Was the Enzo and casting good? But it's I it was always gonna piss someone off, is my is is my real is my, you know. Imagine you went to work, right? And you've been given promises. This happens all the time. Maybe it's for a promotion, and then on the day you think you're gonna get that promotion, you're told, Oh, you're not getting it. It depends on your character, right? It depends what other options you have to have to you. But there is every chance you are going to throw your own toys out the pram and go, I don't need to deal with this. And you'll go off to do something else. And again, we can criticize or support those people as ever we want. That's the beauty of free speech. You can say whatever you want, but there are going to be consequences for the things that you say. And as long as we all accept that, I think everything is is good. Uh, shout out to Cat Flap in the comments saying, Bug and Hoss Connection in AEW. It should be called the Bug and Hoss Connection. But... I, I I kind of get it. I kind of understand. I have no problem. I don't look for me from me at a personal level. I try not to. Apart from the start of this podcast, I try not to throw tantrums and I try and always approach everything positively because I just think that's a good way to live your life. But if I'm again take my wrestling career right, which again Defiant Wrestling this Sunday loaded. You can find out more about. I I got so much, not so much, but I did get a, it wasn't that much, but I did get a portion of, oh, you're YouTuber, you shouldn't be doing that, blah, blah, blah. And I could easily go, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to throw, again, I'm going to walk away from it. But I don't because despite all the opportunities that I have had presented to me and despite how lucky I've been in other areas, I want to keep adding to that. I never want to stand still. So even if somebody thinks I should just be happy with my lot, which I am, 
I'm always going to go and seek out more. I'm going to ignore anyone that thinks otherwise. And if that's what Sasha Banks is trying to do, because she's, how old is Sasha Banks? Mid to late 20s, I would guess. And she doesn't feel like her wrestling career is going in the way that she wants, despite being part of the biggest wrestling company in the world, then she should absolutely not be held back within her own brain, right? Because when you get to 70, 80, 90 years old, depending on how, how long you go, you don't want to have any regrets. And I know she's had loads of opportunities, like main evented Hell in a Cell with Charlotte Flair, has been a four-time women's champion, even though those reigns never lasted very long. You know, the, cum the culminative total of Sasha Banks's women's title reigns, I think she's only been Raw women's champion, wasn't even as long as Charlotte Flair's first reign total. So you can see why she would be a bit miffed, but I don't think you should ever hold people back in that regard. When it comes to the tantrum side, I can see that reaction. I can see being blindsided by the facts or the news that all of a sudden not only are you going to lose your championships that you, I guess, you know, stared in front of you and gone, oh, this can be my thing for a while, but also being told you're being broken up by your partner. I get it is my point. I completely understand. It, it can't be easy and, and regardless what she does now, look, she'd be a great get for AEW. You know, all the wrestling really want to push their women's division. And Sasha Banks is not only a star, but she's a young star. And if she doesn't feel like she properly made her name in WWE, maybe she can go cement her legacy there. I don't think Bailey's going to go. Obviously, Bailey jumped across to SmackDown. And this is where we can segue into the superstar shakeup stuff. Do let me know in the comments. And again, please join the Facebook group, Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just search for that on Facebook because I always try and get a Q&A going in there. Uh, and support me on Patreon while we're talking about it patreon.com for simon 316 even if you throw in a dollar i put it all back into doing stuff like this hence the microphone hence the laptop hence the complete technical meltdown but i'm trying to get the setup better and better so if you can support me there that would be great but to me i don't under the, the superstar shake-up felt like any other episode of raw or smackdown and i thought that was really i don't want to say upsetting that's probably a bit much I just wanted more from it. I wanted more. I missed the the little sort of novelties and originalities that make the shake-up feel like the shake-up. It was literally, I said this on SmackDown Ups and Downs, and please do go watch them Ups and Downs if you haven't already this week. I thought, I enjoyed those episodes uh, more than I did the shake-up. Alistair Black and Ricochet were on Raw, per Michael Cole. Then Corey Graves questioned whether they were on Raw. And then before all was said and done, they were on Raw. I mean, that is the most convoluted, crazy... Let me just turn my phone off. I think it's doing it. Um... That is the most convoluted and crazy, uh, you know, idea ever. Like, it, 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 the draft is confusing enough because you don't have stuff like the randomizer or the old scream. Triple H is now on SmackDown. Like, it's to know what's going on. And that's what I think they should bring back. Like, I'm not saying that the old, the old ones were perfect by any means, but I feel like we've gone away from what made them so cool. I think just having... Even if it's like a, a, what's it called? A roulette wheel. I mean, it's cheesy, but something like that where you get like all the pictures going, brum, 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 then it spins, brah, hits the screen. It says Finn Balor now on SmackDown. Oh, then you can get, da -da, da -da, da -da, da -da, da and he can come out, right? I think that's a much, much, much better way to do it. And it would make you excited about the draft shows because you think they're not going to feel like normal episodes of Raw and SmackDown. And really, I don't. Aside from the crowds, because obviously last week's was in the post-WrestleMania thing, and this week's was in Montreal, there was nothing there that really made me think, oh, these feel special, these feel different. And that kind of doubly sucks, because usually I love the post-Mania shows, and they were still fun, they had some surprises. But because I then thought to myself, okay, they're holding off a little bit to give me all my surprises a week later, and I didn't get it, not bad, just dull. And there's a difference between that. I enjoyed the shows, I didn't think they were like the crappiest thing I've ever seen, but... 
yeah, just, just, they were just there. They were just there. And I do think Roman Reigns moving to SmackDown is a big deal. Uh, I think they were fair to push that as maybe not the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history. I think The Rock went there once, but it is a big deal. Like, he is the, still the biggest star in the company. And whether they're moving him across to prepare for the Fox move or they just want to try something new or separate him from Seth Rollins and really draw a line under the fact the Shield is dead. I, I think it was a... I think it was a I think I think it was a right move. I think it was a big news. I think it was a newsworthy move. I like the tease with Elias. Elias being on SmackDown seems a bit weird. He felt like more of a raw guy. What that means, I don't know. Finn Balor and Samoa Joe switching, because Samoa Joe is on Raw. He just couldn't come out to show it because he'd been sick this week. I think he had the flu, so uh, all health thoughts to Samoa Joe. But you know, it, it, it all felt very standard to me. Like, Lars Sullivan was on both shows, but then we were told he was on SmackDown, so that was convoluted as well. That makes sense, too. You want to separate Lars and Braun because they're the same character, which I haven't got a problem with. You know, WWE usually does big guys like that quite well. I mean, look at Braun Strowman. At one point, he was the hottest thing ever. And, you know, AJ, I think it's so basically AJ Styles and Roman Reigns switched as well. And I think that works because maybe at some point you can do an AJ Styles, Seth Rollins program for the title. I think we'd all enjoy seeing that, even though it's face versus face, but you could maybe, you know, change one. I like the Usos being on Raw because I'm hoping now they're going to cement or double down on that tag team division. The Viking experience. I mean, we've talked about this all week if you've been watching my What Culture, my What Culture stuff. It's not as bad as it was originally. And that, I mean, it is a terrible name. I'm not, it isn't a get out of jail free card, as many people on my Twitter told me. It's not at all. It's a terrible name. <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible name. However, Twitter and the internet made it so funny that now I've warmed to it. And it is just a name. Again, I, I, I don't like the fact they changed their individual names. Was it Ivar and Eric or Ivar and Eric? Because again, that sounds like, Someone just Googled, give me some Viking names. And they were the two ones that popped up at the top of the list. And I, Michael Cole telling me that they're not pretending to be Vikings. These are real Vikings. I'm like, they're not real Vikings. If they're real Vikings, they're going to go around to other villages and pillage and kill children. That's what Vikings used to do. So they're not actual Vikings. And I, I much preferred what they did down NXT. Surprise, surprise. But, you know, if, you're, if it's going to allow you to come up with a cool character, a cool gimmick, and give them something original and have a Viking aesthetic, great. Vikings are cool. Pirates are cool. Like, you want to be zombie? That could probably be all right. But when you tell me they're a Viking and they eat raw meat, I'm like, now you've taken it too far. But I don't mind the name. Again, I more care about the individual names. But the big show, that was crap. Like, Finn Balor, when I first heard it, apparently Finn Balor picked that. And that does kind of tie in because there's Irish connotations, which is cool. But, I mean, in terms of when you first hear it, you're like, uh. like if you like Tyler Black, Seth Rollins, you may have raised an eyebrow. John Moxley, Dean Ambrose. Um, Roman Reigns was Joe... Lefetito, no, it wasn't that. I know his real name's Joanna Wye, but I think he had another name uh, originally. A again, I can't remember if I said The Big Show, but The Big Show is the worst one, right? The Big Show doesn't make any sense. Hi, meet my friend, The Big Show. You're like, excuse me? But we get used to these things. Like the Universal title. A lot of people still don't like the way the Universal title looks, but we don't react like we once did because you, you settle into it. I think the key is how they are used. Because they're a great tag team. They're ahead of the curve. Uh, I think so. I think they bring something real real cool and real unique to that division. And as long as they don't get jobbed out and as long as they're treated seriously, call them whatever the hell you call them ass clowns, ass hats, the ass twins. I don't care. As long as I can get past that and enjoy the The real worry I have is what happens in NXT because they are the NXT Tag Team Champions. So they can't leave. Maybe they'll pull double duty for a while, but they can't leave until they've done another set of live taping because I don't think they, you know, finish that story on the ones they've already taped 
So if I tune in, are they the War Raiders or are they the Viking Experience? Are they Hanson and Roe or are they Ivar and Eric? That's when I start being like WWE and NXT feel so disconnected now. What are we doing? <laughs> like that, that would be a problem because that's ultimately the problem with NXT and WWE at the moment. These people get moved. And that's why I understand people are pissed off. Again, we did a Y video about this. Please go watch it on What Culture right now. But if you really invested in NXT and you love the War Raiders and you're excited to see them be put on Raw and SmackDown, and then they do, and all this time that you've invested into them being the War Raiders and Hanson and Roe, and now they're the Viking experience, yeah, you are going to be a bit like, well, what was the point? How does that tie in? Where is the progression? I understand you have to introduce them to a new audience. Of course you do, because Raw and SmackDown have bigger audiences than NXT. NXT is still a niche, while a very good niche it is. But why aren't we using these clips from NXT? Because not only that is going to promote the people that we've got, but it's also going to tell more people about NXT. Like, why didn't they have their NXT Tag Team Championships? Any fan, even if you've been watching for a few months, can go, oh, they've got gold around their waist. I think I'm meant to take them more seriously. But not like Kevin Owens, right? When Kevin Owens walked out as the prize fighter and he wanted to take down John Cena, who was like the biggest dog in the yard, but he was also NXT champion, he felt cool, right? He felt badass. Oh, man, this guy's just going around, pow, 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 taking people out. So I don't know why, I don't know why we're so adverse to supporting and, and showing love to NXT, but we are. And that ties into EC3, right? On Raw this week, EC3 just got eaten alive by Braun Strowman, almost literally. He almost literally ate him alive. And the strange thing for me was that the announcers were all rab ribbing on ES EC3. What did EC3 do? Does he have pictures of someone? Did he say the wrong thing? I don't, I, I have no idea. So that whole thing is strange. He's still on Raw, by the way. I thought that was going to insinuate that he got traded to SmackDown. But nope, <laughs> he's still he's still on Raw. So we'll have to see what, what goes down with that. Obviously, Lacey Evans is feuding with Becky Lynch. And over on SmackDown, she is feuding with... Oh, we don't know. There was just like a big schmoz. Let me know what you think about Becky Lynch. I mean, because I, I, I had to reset everything up. I don't know if Super Chat has been enabled. I hope that it has. Uh, if you do a Super Chat, I'll obviously make sure to shout your comment out. Because any support, you, you'll get it. But just in general, let me know what you think about Becky Lynch at the moment. My two things are this. Still great. This is me being playing devil's advocate a little bit. Glad she's got both belts. Interesting that we're now allowed to say belt on WWE TV anymore. The rumor had always been that Vince McMahon doesn't like belts. But I feel like she's being a bit too Conor McGregor. I don't know what I mean by that, but that's the kind of vibe that I'm getting. Could be wrong. You know, could be, could be absolutely wrong, but that's kind of how I feel about it. And there's... I don't know. I think we've, I don't know if we've lost some momentum or we've lost some edge or now that we've got to where we wanted to be, that the plan wasn't as good as it should have been. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm not as excited about everything that's going on. I do like the fact they're putting Lacey Evans in this position, which I know is the most controversial thing a man can say on the internet in 2019 when talking about wrestling. But look, if we are going to push her, let's give her an opportunity. I thought her match with Natalia was fine. Uh, it wasn't the best thing I'd ever seen, but you know, I don't like being overcritical of that because wrestling is hard. Quick note, as I just saw Wacky78618 say, Simon, when are you going to be back in the ring? Bro, Defiant Wrestling, Sunday night, Defiant Wrestling's YouTube channel. Watch Loaded. Goes up 8 p.m. BST. There's a promo from me in there, and you'll learn everything about what's going on next with my wrestling journey. Journey phase two. Yeah, but look, let's see what Lacey Evans does. Let's see what she does. If she sucks... Then we know. But they pushed her gimmick. They kind of paid off her, walked down the aisle, turned around, walked up, blah, 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 all that nonsense. I'm happy for somebody new to get an opportunity. And then we'll have to see. I mean, on SmackDown, we just got all the women and threw them, <laughs> threw them into a big, in, in, into a big match. 
I can't even remember what happened now. How bad is that? Oh, Kyrie Sane and Oscar were made a tag team. That was weird the way Paige announced that. Paige was Paige was all like a new tag team. First off, Oscar. <laughs> she's not new. We've seen her for years. I like that Kyrie Sane's up. Kyrie Sane got the win, and she got the win over Peyton Roy. So technically, that tag team got a win over the tag team champion. So you'd imagine they become the number one contenders, and that was cool. That was cool. Like Kyrie Sane is great, and she's a pirate. And as I was always say, you can't be mad at a pirate. It's just true. It's the stupidest wrestling thing ever. And I like stupid wrestling stuff. Could be why a little bit. Maybe I like the Viking experience too. It's just so dumb. The Viking experience. The Viking experience. Other than that, I mean, Liv Morgan moved to SmackDown, I believe. So the Riot Squad's broken up. Is that really a big deal? I don't mean that in a horrible way, but they've never, you know, the last two weeks I've seen them getting beaten up by Becky Lynch on Raw. She beat all of them essentially. And then... They lost to Ronda Rousey, all of them, pretty much the week before, a few weeks before that. You know, it's probably best that we... The, the thing with the Superstar shakeup is it should give a new lease of life to people, which is why I like the Cedric Alexander's on Raw. I like the Bernie Murphy's on SmackDown. You know, I think they're, they're, I think they're two awesome moves. I think they can absolutely uh, copy, wrong, wrong word really, but copy what Mustafa Ali has done. You know, he's really stood out. And if we want to start using 205 Live as a place to get guys more experience and the cream of the crop rise onto Raw and SmackDown, so it's almost like a faux NXT, I'm all good with that. They have so many guys at the moment, WWE. Just get them on TV as much as possible. So, and that's the same with Sanity, right? We should talk about that. Eric Young got moved across to Raw. The rumor is now that Alexander Wolf may be going back down to NXT, hence why in the post he did, he said, hashtag goodbye WWE. What? Killian Dane is doing I don't know all three certainly seemed a bit upset that Sanity was breaking up I, it's not the most surprising thing ever I think you could probably put Sanity as the worst NXT call-up we've had so far and that wasn't their fault they just were never given an opportunity so you know let's see what happens I'd like Eric Young to get somewhat of a run on the main roster I think just from tenure right he had a good TNA run he always seemed quite flexible and like he could he could apply himself to any storyline you gave so it'd be it'd be good to see how how he gets on other things we should talk about obviously people that have asked for their release because not only you know ty dillinger did it like a month ago um uh who sasha banks i thought we'd already talked about it sasha banks did it recently and of course luke harper asked for his release the other day now we don't know the fallout from that we don't know if he's been granted he just tweeted look i've asked for my release thank you so much he's very very humble about it all which which i thought was lovely luke harper to me is one of the most underrated guys i call him in wwe whether he's still in wwe or not i don't know but he is i think he's coming up for 40 i think he's 39 years old he's, he's one of these big dudes that if you haven't seen or tall guys whatever you want to call him if you haven't seen out in the indie scene is just he's just great like, he's just really, 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 really good. And I always thought he was good in the Bludgeon Brothers. I thought he was good in the, in the Wyatt family. But he never really was allowed to shine, I always thought. And the fact that he's been back from his injury, and obviously we've seen Ronan teaming with Daniel Bryan, who we'll also talk about in a second. And he doesn't seem to have any plans. Like over WrestleMania weekend, he was involved in Access. I, I, I hope that he gets his release, and I hope somebody picks him up and pushes him to the moon. Because, I, again, if you've never seen Luke Harper at his best, you haven't seen Luke Harper, right? He's... He's just good. He's got something to him. So I'm, I I hope we get to see that soon. Uh, it does suck. I think we could have done more with him. I think really we dropped the ball in that Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt World Championship program at WrestleMania. He should have been added to that match. He was over. The fans wanted to see it. Um, and he wasn't. And that was the match as well. And we had like overhead projectors and, and, and all that nonsense. 
and sperm on the aisleway when Randy Orton was coming out. So that was a shame. Uh, we'll see. Also, shout out to Say Uncle as well, who did put some money in the super set to say, sorry, Simon, you're forgiven, Say Uncle. You just got me at a bad time when I'm trying to get a thousand things to work and things weren't working. And I don't understand why. Like I say, very nicely supporting me in the super chat. It didn't come up on the screen. And I don't know why, because I thought I'd fix that. Obviously, once we're done here, I have to go in and and sort it out. But the cool, the cool thing I would say, but the interesting thing about Luke Harper is it, it's now a trend. Anyone that tells me that AEW hasn't changed things, I'll just go, well, I don't think that's true. I don't think Sasha Banks would have had the, you know, the, the moxie to do what she did without the, the swell of interest that AEW's created. I don't think Dean Ambrose would be leaving. I don't think Ty Dillinger would have left. I don't think Dean Ambrose would have left. I think this all ties in, and that's why the competition, obviously, that can die AEW quite quickly. We need to see what they're going to do on TV and how their live events go long-term and their merchandise but in terms of where we are right now on April the 18th, 2019, they've done it. They're competition because, you know, WWE performers now feel like they can leave. They're not worried. They're not scared. They feel like there's a viable alternative. And WWE doesn't want that. WWE wants to lock everybody down, which is why they've got so many guys that we go to ourselves. Well, why are we not doing anything with them? Because they just want them under contract. They don't want them to go anywhere else. That's why they've got NXT UK and 205 Live and NXT and Raw and SmackDown. And I'm sure loads of other programs, superstars and main event, because they just want all the people under one roof and then they can control it. Which again, which is cool, man. That's what businesses do. And it's up to individual performers to decide if they like that or not. But they are four big names to me. I think if you look at the scope of what they have achieved, Dean Ambrose, absolutely. Luke Harper to me, absolutely. Sasha Banks, absolutely. Ty Dillinger, maybe less so, but he still had his moments. All now feel confident enough to leave WWE to try and forge a new path. And I don't think that's a coincidence, especially with the timing. But shout out to, to Luke Harper. Go check out, what the hell was his name on the indies? I can't remember now. Is it Brody King? No, Brody King's the guy that's actually wrestling now. I don't know what it was. But yeah, go go check him out. There's a match between John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, and whatever Luke Harper was called. And it is just excellent. <laughs> I mean, you won't believe it. It's hardcore to the extreme. But again, I think I, I, I'm intrigued to see what happens with AEW from this point out. Quick shout out about Daniel Bryan as well. As you will have noticed, Daniel Bryan hasn't been on TV for the last couple of weeks. And apparently it's because he's injured. Now, it's one of those injuries where nobody's talking about it. And the last thing we saw at WrestleMania, one of the last things we saw at WrestleMania 35, where Daniel Bryan, Brody Lee, thank you, left bank, that was his name. That's why I thought Brody King, right? I knew it was Brody something. Keith Lee's brother. But yeah, one of the last things we saw was Kofi Kingston stomping on Daniel Bryan's head because that was Daniel Bryan's move he was doing to everybody else. In hindsight, that may not have been the best thing to do, given that Daniel Bryan once had to, suffer, uh, to, to retire due to suffering from concussions and things like that. I don't know what it is. It could be anything, right? I, I, I get a bit worried when it comes to Daniel Bryan. And I've said this before because I know what, he, what we all do, because we know what he went through and because he seems like such a nice guy, even when he is playing an awesome heel, I get a bit like, please, please don't have injured Daniel Bryan. I don't think I can go through it again. Could you go through it again? Daniel Bryan coming out on TV and retiring, especially because it's not like a wrestling retirement. You know it's genuine. You know something that's gone wrong. So... I really hope he's all right. But look, he hasn't been on TV. No one from WWE is talking about it. I understand that anything that comes out as news in wrestling is mostly speculation. And we have to take it with a pinch of salt. But sometimes I get a gut feeling. And I did think you would have seen Daniel Bryan by now. Because Kofi Kingston hasn't really entered into another feud, you presume, because he was meant to have another match with Daniel Bryan. Although Seth Rollins hasn't either. Maybe we just needed to get through the draft. But I, I hope he's all right. Because if nothing else, I want to see a face Roman Reigns against a heel Daniel Bryan. I think that'd be a great feud. I think that would be really good after he's, he's done with Kofi Kingston. But we will, uh, 
We will see. Oh, wait, Jay Real in the super chat. Always appreciate it. You get the hand on the heart. Apparently on NXT last night, they said the Viking experience. That's bad. You can't defend that. You can't. That's like watching a movie and halfway through, the guy called you know, Jack Box is all of a sudden called Steve Table. You're like, well, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't bend your own rules. Should we talk about the Bray Wyatt puppet in a box thing as well? I don't think we've talked about that in length on here. Well, we won't talk about it in length. We don't even know if it is Bray Wyatt. We all assume it's Bray Wyatt. may not be Bray Wyatt. could be anybody. Um, still worrying, though, isn't it? If that's how they're going to bring him back. Well, actually, it's kind of a tale of two halves. The, the, I, I know it's meant to be a buzzard. Everyone goes, it's meant to be a buzzard. I know, because follow the buzzards. And he's wearing Bray Wyatt's shirt around his neck. But it looks like a velociraptor. It just does to me. And why is the velociraptor coughing? That's not cool. So the velociraptor unleashed his own smoke, and now he's coughing on it. That's not intimidating. But the one with the dolls... That genuinely does freak me out to the point every time I talk about it, I get goosebumps. But that's, that, that pertains to me and my dislikes because dolls really freak me the F out. Do not like dolls at all in any sense. They're awful. <laughs> so that one worked. But what is Bojo? Bojo? What is um, Bray Wyatt coming back as? Is he coming back as a puppeteer? Is he going to have a raptor on one hand and a doll? Because they may do it. Don't forget, he dressed up in drag once as Sister Abigail. So this isn't a... Uh, a protected character. They are happy to experiment with Bray Wyatt. So we, we will see. But let me know two things that I want you to do. Let me know in the comments what you think about Bray Wyatt's puppet, whatever. And also, I never say this and I should. If you haven't subscribed to my channel and you're on here right now, just smash subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. When I wake up and that number goes up, I'm happy. Po Pokemon Fanatics is like Annabelle for me. You know what? Exactly. I watched Annabelle. That freaked me out. Right, I'm just going to go check to make sure that no... Uh, no news or anything like that is broken. Also want to point out Sammy James's character. Sammy James, you can tell I'm tired. Sammy Zayn's character, best character on uh, the roster at the moment. I love it. I saw some people like, oh, why couldn't he just be a, a, a face in his hometown? He was a face, and then he was a massive heel. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just, uh, it was awesome. It was so good. Uh, I, I can't wait to see what they do with this. I think there's a lot of truth in his gimmicks. There is a lot of hate on the internet, especially not from wrestling fans, but from anyone that's a fan of a niche. It's, it's the same with movies, uh, games, uh, mu yeah, music too. So, I, I, and Sami Zayn is so good with it. I, I want to see what he's going to do. Doesn't really seem like there is much else going on. If I've, I may have forgotten something. Again, I had a whole plan that was, uh, <laughs> that was thrown out the window when we started this. But let me just check one more one more site. Let me know what you think about Lars Sullivan as well. That seems to be dividing people. I thought it was fine. It's just it's what I it's what I expect. Ratings are something we could probably touch upon because there's nothing else. As I always say when I talk about ratings, I don't ever I don't ever think we have to worry about them too much as fans because what real difference does it make to us? Like if one million, two million, three people are watching, I think as, I know you could argue the product isn't good right now, but as long as the product is good, I think that that's what counts however you know the post wrestlemania show did 2.9 uh, for raw and smackdown did like 2.2 and then this week raw did 2.7 and smackdown did 2.2 again which i don't think there's any two ways to argue it again we talked about this on what culture they have lost around a million viewers and that could be down to loads of things it could be down to people not watching as much tv it could be down to people's entertainment budget being stretched thinner than ever but a factor is also that less people just want to watch wrestling that's it Game of Thrones did crazy numbers because people wanted to watch Game of Thrones. People will still watch your stuff. 
if they want to watch your stuff. And I would agree. I still like wrestling and I will like it till the day I die because I decided a long time ago, I'm just going to enjoy this for what it for what it is. I complain and I moan about it, but I'm going to do it in a very ridiculous and, and fun way. But, you know, like what's what's been the most exciting thing to happen in the last couple of weeks? Undertaker coming out, that was cool, but it was a, a one and done. I, mean, I think he's going to fight the wrestle at the Saudi Arabia shows. Talking of the Undertaker as well, he signed a new deal with WWE. So all these Q&As he was going to do are now off. He's still going to do signings at like StarCast 2, but we're not going to get the, the mythical Undertaker Q&A we all wanted. I'm sure they'll do it on the WWE Network eventually. But yeah, like Roman Reigns moving was interesting. It didn't really go anywhere. It was just a thing to do on the Superstar Shake-Up. We don't have new feuds for Seth Rollins uh, and Kofi Kingston. We just switched the IC in the US belt. You know, what, I will tune in because, well, it's my job, but also because I want to tune in because I'm that guy. But what would you, what would you be tuning in for on Monday and Tuesday next week? There was no cliffhangers. There was no sort of ongoing storylines. And I think, that's, I think that's an issue. I think we need to bring the edge back. That doesn't mean not going PG, um, but I think we need to uh, bring the edge back and we just need to come up with compelling things to make us tune in. And I would argue maybe right now we, we don't have that. Just, uh, uh, just an idea. Right, let's answer some questions. I don't know how many I've got, um, but please do ask some in the comments. Again, I will absolutely uh, answer ones from the Super Chat and if we have time, I'll answer other ones that I can do, I can do as well. Start with my man, Sean Daniels. Why was Sanity ruined? They had so much potential. I mean, I can't answer that. Why was Sanity brought up? Did, did, did Vince McMahon just not understand the gimmick? I mean, all they, I can't even think of one thing they did. The only thing I can remember is that there was Shane McMahon's henchman before WrestleMania, but I think I only remember that because it was in the last three weeks or four weeks. I really don't, I, I think we just need to go back to this idea, and if we're not going to do it, don't execute on it, that if we're not going to have plans for these people for at least six months, just don't bring them up. That's why I like the fact that Ricochet and Alistair Black are a tag team, because they're protected. Otherwise, they could be EC3, but they're not, because they've been slotted into that tag team division, which hopefully WWE's rehabbing. So that's much better than the alternative. I don't mind the creak in Alistair Black's entrance. I've said this before. The ricochet noise, the bullet, before the ricochet entrance. Not sure how I feel about that. That is probably not the best thing in the world. But it doesn't. It, it works both ways. It doesn't take away from the show, but it's also not going to get people to tune in. That's what I really don't get. Was that the conversation? If we had a ricochet bullet to his entrance, more people will watch. I don't think that's the case at all. They do a lot of weird stuff. But hey, man, they're really successful. So what do I know? Oscar Pierce, thank you, Simon, for this podcast today. You're very welcome. I'm on my last ever shift as a postman, so this will get me through. Well, I don't know if it's good or bad, but congratulations. I hope you have a cool new job lined up, Oscar. Let me know. One, do you see Drew McIntyre being the one to dethrone Seth Rollins at SummerSlam? And two, who do you see winning their respective money in the bank briefcases this time round? I think we are going to go, go into a Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre feud. Whether or not he wins the title, I don't know. I would, if someone put a gun to my head, firstly, he'd be like, dude, this is a bit much, man. I'm, I talk wrestling all the time. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you about it. I would say no. I think there's more benefit in having Seth run, run through a few guys like Drew, uh, Baron Corbin, maybe Bobby Lashley, whoever. I mean, preferably not those three because I can't stand those three together. But I think there's more worth in going through uh, a few and getting... Well, just just building him up as universal champion. Just building him up. And if he loses his first feud, it almost kind of feels like everything we did with Brock Lesnar and he 
was a waste of time. And I love what we do with Brock Lesnar. I love it. I love that it was the first match at WrestleMania. I love that Seth won in the manner that he did, low blowed him, owned up to it and said, man, I want to bring that championship back to Raw. People liked it. Who cares? What is a heel and face anymore? You know, in WWE, as long as you like that person, I think that's about as far as it goes. And if he just loses Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam, which is only a few months away, I don't know. Again, I don't think that benefits anyone. So I'll say no. Uh, quick, quick note as well that Lou King Sharp has uh, kindly donated to the Super Chat. Thanks, Lou King, saying, how long will you dodge the King uh, at Discovery Wrestling? Give me a quick update. About a year ago, after I got injured, I wasn't meant to go to Discovery Wrestling. And uh, after I'd been there, I wanted to kick... Uh, I wanted to kick his ass, and now I think he knows that I'm coming back. So now he's invading. He's invading my podcast. Look, Lou King. Just thanks. Thanks for caring about me, man. I think I forgot you existed, and now you're back. I'll, I'll come up there, dude. I'll come back. I came up once. I come again. Last time I came, I didn't have an arm. Now I've got two coming in my podcast. Uh, what was your other question, uh, Oscar? Who do you see winning their responsive Money in the Bank briefcases this time around? That is a great... I mean, the thing is, Lars Sullivan is going to be in one of, in the men's match, right? And much like Braun Strowman last year, or whenever the hell it was, I'm not doing that thing where I go, oh, no, they won't do that. They will do that. That's the most WWE thing ever. Give the big guy the briefcase and scare the crap out of everybody else. So I would say Lars Sullivan. In terms of the women's, I don't know because it's, it's difficult. Does Charlotte win it? Because she can then tease Becky Lynch about starting that feud. Is that too early? Is the Kyrie Sane team actual team i mean we like to think it is but it's wwe things change all the time do they give it to sasha banks to appease her and make sure she comes back i don't it's emma moon win it seems a bit yeah i don't I, that's a great question in the comments who is going to win the i'm more interested in the women's money in the bank who is going to win the women's money in the bank? Uh, Christian Brown. Before I get into anything wrestling related, just out of curiosity, is this a preview of this type of stuff we can expect on your new show? Also, thank you for being you. That's very nice, Christian. Look, as that's come up, I am going to start doing a new live stream. It's meant to be this week. It's meant to be now. It's going to be next week. Uh, maybe we'll do it Tuesday. I am starting a new live stream like this. This is going to be called Why <laughs> with Simon Miller. And the reason we are, the reason we're doing it is because I like doing this. I really enjoy the community. I love talking about wrestling. But sometimes people want me to talk about other things, be that movies, music, uh, gym, whatever. So I'm just going to talk for around about the same amount of time, an hour, and we'll just talk about life. We can talk about whatever, whatever's going on. So what's the big news at the moment in, in the world? I don't even know because I'm tired. But yes, yeah, so I'm going to start a new podcast live here on YouTube. There'll be an audio version too. It's going to be called Why With Simon Miller. It will be next week at some point. Keep an eye on my Twitter feed at SimonMiller316 for more. Uh, for more but it's like this i love having these conversations with you i thought why the hell not do it it's fun it's good maybe it, who knows what it does uh christian i've always been curious about people like yourself who cover what they love for a living is it hard to separate being a fan and doing your job i was actually having this conversation yesterday i mean it, it's like anything everything is, is relative right that's the key i am i genuinely mean this and I, I, from the bottom of my heart, I feel I've always worked very hard, but working hard doesn't mean you deserve anything. You know, it's not a, a, a guarantee. So I do feel very lucky and very blessed to do what I do. And I, I get to wake up every day and even when my laptop screws me over. I'm still again, I couldn't be more grateful to do all of this stuff. Like I get to sit here and right now a few hundred people are just watching me talk about wrestling. That to me is amazing. I get to review Raw and Smackdown every week. That to me is amazing. And, you know, lovely people come up to me and they tell me how much they enjoy it. And that is, is life affirming and it's ego boosting. and It fills up your self-worth tanks, all of those kind of things. And long may it continue. But it's still a job from time to time. Um, it is still relative. So, you know, if you know that 
again, while I enjoy doing it, if you know, well, I've got to get the SmackDown review done, and I've got to get this VO done, I've got to get this. You have to manage your time, and it does. But again, it it, it it's still it's still something you want to do well at. It's still something you want to progress in. It's still something that you want to see success throughout. So there is a job aspect to it, but I have always tried to take a step back and never lose sight of what you have. Because I think stuff like this is quite fleeting. I think it could go away in an instant because you just never know, right? Who, who knows where all this stuff's going to be in 10 years? Uh, so yeah, I, I try and always look at it. I try and always look at it that way. But I have a lot more good days than I have bad days. Um, and I don't think you should separate being a fan from doing your job because I think what if I sat here and pretended I wasn't a fan, I don't think that would this would work as well. I am a fan. I'm proud to be a fan. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a wrestling fan. And if anyone thinks I'm a loser because I'm a wrestling fan, I'll be a loser. I'll be a nerd. I'm, I'm confident and happy in myself. Tick all those boxes. So, yeah. Uh, what was your favorite part of WrestleMania weekend behind the nonsense that was Jerry Ryan's penis party? I talked to Jerry Ryan. Actually, no, I won't say what he said. He may not want me to. He's just a great guy. Uh, my favorite thing. I loved interviewing all the guys at WrestleCon. It was awesome catching up with Al Snow, who obviously trained me to be a pro wrestler. Most lovely man. And we also talked to who else? Rikishi was there. Blue Meanie was there. He's got a cool retro game. I, I really thought it looked good. I mean, I can't remember. There's so many. I'm not even going to try and go through. There's some cool stuff with Sammy Callahan that I can talk about in the next few weeks, but I can't until I need a chat with him sounds weird but i do uh getting into a tamatanga the bullet club block party not gonna lie i think my favorite thing though was the live show we did at stand up ny uh if you didn't see uh yeah if, if you didn't see we um yeah we, we had a live show with the what culture guys and not only did we do a live i think it's all gonna go up on the channel eventually we did a live why uh at the adams did some stuff everyone did some stuff there's no point me going through it but i also got to do some stand-up comedy because i did foolishly lose the prediction show uh, prediction show the prediction contest for wrestlemania but i loved it i've always wanted to do stand-up i got to do it i was in front of a very receptive audience which made it easier but it was a stage that i know that jerry seinfeld has stood on in the past i love jerry seinfeld that will be with me till the day i die especially because i got some laughs so yeah, that that rocked. That absolutely rocked. Uh, Ethan DW in the super chat. Thank you, Ethan. And thank you very much for watching. Who do you think will benefit most from the shakeup? That's a great question. Um, Finn Balor, maybe, because I think I have some new feuds and I feel like there's less people to get in his way on SmackDown, if that makes sense. And he'll feel fresher. So I think that absolutely Finn Balor will. I mean, Lars Sullivan will, but that's not really because of the shakeup. That's just because he's here and they love him. Otherwise, I don't know. I really, I'd have to go through a list. I mean, Roman Reigns would have been fine either way. AJ Styles probably too, because he'll be able to get into some cooler matches. Get ask me again in a week when I when I see the kind of positions. So I don't know. I don't know what their plans are anymore. They seem to change on a whim. It could be the Viking experience. The Viking experience become tag team champions and completely revitalize it. But like, wow, who gives a shit? They call the Viking experience. Good question. Good question, Ethan. I don't know. Uh, all over the shop in the super chat. Tap on the uh, heart for there. Hey, Simon, could you give my mam a shout out? It was her birthday on Saturday. She's 69 and she's a massive fan. Keep up the good work. Well, if that is true, that's ridiculous and very nice. So a shout out and a happy birthday to all over the shop's ma'am who's, who's 69. That's, that's the loveliest thing I've heard all day. And I'll do my very best to keep up the good work. See, this is why it's fun. Going back to my question, uh, the question earlier about what I get to do. Uh, and finally, when are we going to see Brian Krantz or Simon the Miller Report Miller in a wrestling ring? Probably never. Maybe the Miller Report one day. That's a conversation. 
see for sure. Firstly, thank you for your amazing coverage of Mania Weekend and everything else. That's very kind, so thank you very much. Secondly, what do you think of the position of Ricochet and Black on Raw? In my eyes, they're two straight-up main event single stars. Black especially is one of the most talented men I've ever watched wrestle, and I really thought he was going to be the one to break through NXT and become WWE champ. As I've said... Let's just see what happens. Right now, they could be EC3. The fact they're not EC3 is two thumbs up all round. They're protected, and that's what we need. There's loads of time to get them in that position, should you so wish. On a related note, do you think the Balor's injury is the reason no NXT call-up has had any kind of push? Maybe Vince thinks they're not safe enough to be main eventers. No, I don't think so. I don't. I think he sees Balor that way now, but I don't think that would rub off on anybody else. Lastly, who do you think Andrade will feud with on Raw? I'd love to see Andrade versus Ray personally, and then push Andrade into the main event. In my eyes, him and Selena Vega are money, and he should dethrone Seth at SummerSlam. Well, I, I mean, I like your confidence. I'm not 100% sure that will happen. I mean, look, you could go back to the Ray-Andrade feud. We never really got a finish to that. So that certainly would, I wouldn't be against it. I don't think you'd do it, though, because I just think like you're doing a rerun and that's going to negate the superstar shakeup. So I would say you probably want to do... Who do you feud Andrade with? You can't do Samoa Joe because he's going to be going with Braun for the US title. I think they've made that clear. That's a very good... Who does Andrade fight? Because Elias is now out there. He wouldn't do Elias anyway. It's heel versus heel. I don't know. In the chat, let me know. Who who, who do we put um, Andrade against? I don't think he'll be champion at SummerSlam. If I had to hazard a guess, I'd say he'd probably never be champion, which sucks. Just my gut. Also, what was it like being at TakeOver? The crowd at TakeOvers is the highest crowd I've seen consistently, and I can't imagine the atmosphere when you're in the building with 10,000 diehard wrestling fans who just want to have a good time. Uh, it was, yeah, like, it, it, it <laughs> the main event match, especially between Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, was incredible because it was very, very heavily for Johnny uh, Adam Cole to begin with. But Johnny Cargano worked his magic, and by the end, yeah, like he, it was, the reaction was amazing. It, it it would be second to me in terms of crowd experiences that I've experienced. All In was still the best because All In, not that it was any better than NXT, but I guess I wasn't prepared for just how much positivity and overwhelming love there was going to be for all of those guys that night. And I've said it before, it kind of like shot through me like a lightning bolt when everybody started to cheer because they were just so desperate to enjoy the show. But this was up there too. It was amazing. But then WrestleMania was amazing as well. Like you've still got 80,000 people going nuts. And I was there for Nakamura versus Sami Zayn as well at NXT TakeOver Dallas or whatever it was. That was, you know, a good crowd is a good crowd. And it does make a show 10 times better. Uh, Thomas Sutton, with Becky having challenges to both her belts now, do you think she'll have to pull double duty to defend both her belts in the same show come money in the bank? I hope not. Um, I don't like that. I think we can eke them out. You know, let's, let, let's not overdo the title reign. I mean, if you wanted to take one off her, I guess you could, because that gives her a good excuse. But no, I would do one. You could even do someone Raw and SmackDown. I don't think that's a problem. But no, I would do one per pay-per-view. I would do one per pay-per-view. I think it's more fun. I think it's more interesting. I think that should be the idea of a champion. That Again, we can prolong her feuds, like someone going from territory to territory. So I hope they don't do that. They may do that. 
Becky Lynch then's running the bank. Then she, she's completely she completely covered. Josh Tucker, one wrestling question and one non-wrestling question. What sort of push do you think Sami Zayn is going to get? Probably not the one he deserves, unfortunately. I think upper mid card. I think that's where they see Sami Zayn. I think the character could really help, but I don't think it's a it's not a world champion character, is it? I know you could say that, you know, Daniel Br- If it was on SmackDown, I'd say it was, but on Raw, those kind of characters seem to be there to fill top of the second hour, top of the third hour roles, which is great because he is incredibly entertaining. But if you want him to be a main eventer, I don't think he's going to be that guy. So, uh, yes. Someone is saying, did Joe Rogan invite me on to my... I don't think that's the real Joe Rogan, friend. I don't think Joe Rogan is watching this right now. Just a guess. My favorite Impractical Joker is probably Sal. I love Impractical Jokers for those that don't know. I I think most... I don't know if anybody else does. It inspired me to do my own pranks back in the day, a lot of which broke me. And if you're very good using YouTube, you'll be able to find them. But that's all I'm going to tell you. Michael Rigney. How long before they call the team of Oscar and Kari Sane the Empress Pirate Experience? Well, I, I think the good thing is they're probably not going to do that because they've done it with the Viking experience. It's like, you know, people say, as awful as it sounds, the safest time to travel is after some kind of disaster because security goes up. It's the same with this. You're not going to call another team the something experience because you've already done it once. So they'll be fine. I don't know what they'll be called. I don't think they're going to be together very long. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think it's a team they're going to invest in. I don't know how Kyrie Sane's going to do on the main roster. She should be pushed to the moon. She should be someone having a feud with Becky Lynch, as far as I'm concerned, even though, again, it doesn't really work in terms of personas. But... It's going to be a very interesting time. We are now getting to the stage where WWE program needs to get better because I think we've got the NBA playoffs and then we get back into football season and obviously ratings aren't where they're meant to be. So WWE needs to ensure that they give us that kind of stuff. And I think we need new people. I think we need Kyrie Sains and Sami Zayn's and, and Kevin Owens. At least Kevin Owens is doing something again. I still don't understand what this new Kevin Owens character is. He kind of just seems to be part of the furniture. I love the reaction he got in Montreal, obviously. But yeah, it's it's just strange. But I'm not going to over worry about the Viking experience for now. If they get jobbed out six months down the line, then I'll be like, okay, we, we screwed it up. I don't know. I just I think I just need something different at the moment. I think I need something out of left field, something to surprise me. Much like when Batista did his thing like a couple of months ago. You know, cliffhanger, shock was cool because they've been building up the Ric Flair party for a few weeks. Feels interesting. Feels fun. Feels exciting. Oh, it did. Now, you know, we're at the other end of Mania, and I still don't really know the directions we're headed in. I feel like I need some direction. Like, what's going to be the main event at um, Money in the Bank? Seth versus, I don't know, probably Drew, but we don't know. Kofi versus Daniel Bryan, maybe, we don't know. And, you know, the Money in the Bank matches will always be the centerpiece. But we, we expect that. I need some, and I'm not saying swerves for the sake of swerves. I'm just saying something to sink my teeth into. Maybe that's what Raw and SmackDown uh, is missing at the moment. John Ross Campbell says the Y King experience. We could do that. We could do the Y experience. Like, why the hell not? A lot of people said the Simon Miller experience. If I was as savvy as the Young Bucks, I would have made those t-shirts, but it takes too long. That's the real issue. So, uh, <laughs> so I did it. Right, we'll start to wrap this up. If you are in the comments, you know, throw me some questions in there and I'll do uh, some quick fire answers as we just go through the last five minutes. But I want to use the last five minutes again just to reiterate to anyone that may not have caught the show at the start. Sorry for the audio guys who will have done... Uh, yes, this Sunday, Defiant Wrestling. Go to Defiant Wrestling's YouTube channel. Give it a subscribe. Keep an eye out for Loaded that goes up at 8 p.m. BST. I cut my, we'll call it a return promo last night. I'll, le- I'll leave it out there. But I did want to say thank you to everyone, especially, um, you know, you guys and everybody else that always, always supports me and stuff. Your words and motivation, and especially when I kind of teased on social media, at Simon316, Instagram, Twitter, all that nonsense. 
that this was happening. You know, there was some proper feel-good, lovely comments. So we'll see how it goes for all the people that go, oh, I bet you break your other shoulder now. Maybe I do, and that's cool. I, it's not cool, I'd be upset, but this is all about putting yourself out there and, and seeing what happens. It's not about shying away from living your dreams. It's about, again, putting yourself into the tornado. And if the tornado decides I should slam down and absolutely smash both my, um, <laughs> you know, injured again, I'll take it as maybe as a sign. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that won't happen. Uh, did a cool little angle on Sunday. I enjoyed it. First time I've been able to be physical for obviously a while. And I can't wait to, I can't wait to see where all this goes because there's nothing quite like being well received by a crowd, getting to slap my head, a bunch of people slap why, and then having a fake fight with someone. It's pretty damn cool if I do say myself. But yes, thank you to everyone that listens and supports me over the podcast and over on YouTube, but for the wrestling stuff too. It feels like a cool community and uh, I feel lucky. Uh, Juan Rio says, thoughts on Roman being pushed on SmackDown. I think it's great. We've got to build his character back up. He's away from Seth Rollins. That's the only thing uh, that I thought was um, an issue was that we don't want to derail Seth Rollins. We won't now. Dankish Rogue, Simon, can you do interviews with wrestlers? Like, can you bring CM Punk on your podcast? Not really a punk, but we do. We did The Miz a couple of weeks ago. Oddly, those are the ones that do less views when I have an actual wrestler on. Like I say, we did The Miz and not many, we did good numbers, but we didn't do as good numbers when it's just me ranting and raving. So I thought, you know, give people, give people uh, what I want. A few people want me to go on the True Geordie podcast. I mean, I never say no to that. I think a lot of people that watch the True Geordie podcast, but who the hell is that guy? But I, um, yeah, I like I like I like the Chew Geordie. He's a he's a good guy. Uh, Anthony Smurthwaite says, "Wait, is Money in the Bank next?" Yes, it is. They moved it to June, uh, from June or July, whenever it was, to May. I can't answer the reasons why. I don't know. Uh, Film master, what about Andrade versus Zayn? It kind of feels heel versus heel. I don't know whether it would work, although it would be awesome. Hunter James, when you were training with Al Snow, did he show you the doll head he used to carry around? If so, were you freaked out? No, but he did tell us all that he used to take it everywhere, including meals where he'd buy dinner for it, just so people watching, fans, etc., would think he's crazy. Al Snow is the best. Um, when did you have The Miz? Says Miguel AOG. I think it was the week of WrestleMania. Uh, again, make sure you, this is why you got to subscribe on iTunes, right? Or whatever podcast app you use, SoundCloud. The only thing it's not on is Spotify. Long story, I'm not going to get into it. Spotify assholes. Um, yeah, go on the iTunes feed. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you listen on SoundCloud, all those things. And there's a Miz interview uh, about two weeks ago, I think. It dropped on a Thursday. The Thursday before Mania, I'm 99% sure it dropped. And I mean, it was it was a uh, 2K related because 2K set it up. They wanted me to talk about the video game, which I did. But we still get into some cool things about his face turn, uh, the Miz and Misses, his new babies and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, WQW, what do you think of the Mixed Max Challenge? Pointless. Too much wrestling content as it is. I didn't really want, want to watch any more. Uh, tech specialist, what happened with Sasha? Go back to the start of the podcast and listen, my friend. And you can find out about it. Uh, film master, who should dethrone Kofi? Kevin Owens. Don't know how that would work, but I love Kevin Owens, so I can say whatever I want. We can throw it in. Uh, Miguel only uses YouTube and Spotify. Go to, right, just type in Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast to, and then SoundCloud, and you can just stream it on SoundCloud. It's around 20 minutes. You, you can smash it there. So it's nice and easy. You can, do, you, can do it through your, you can do it through your browser. And we will do one more. Who is going to come up? Who am I going to find randomly? Josh, John Ross Campbell. Do you agree with swapping the mid belts again, Simon? Personally, I don't. Here's a problem, my friend. I don't care. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that the WWE has made me not care. I, I, I've, um, I've wanted the IC belt especially to be brought back to the prominence I remember it being when I was a kid. 
for so many years. And most people that win that belt, that's their first promo. I'm going to make this what it was when I was a kid. Mr. Perfect. Bret Hart. Blah, blah. And it never happens. And after a while, much like the treatment of Rusev, you think there's no point in me investing in this over and over again because the only person I'm time I'm wasting is mine. So I'm not going to. So I just don't mind. If they want to move Samoa and Joe and Finn Balor around, does it really mean anything? Not really. They are just titles that exist on Raw and SmackDown and one is a Raw title and one is a SmackDown title. I'd rather it wasn't like that, but because it is, I shrug my shoulders and we move on. On that note, I will say I bid you adieu. We'll be back next Wednesday. Uh, 1pm BST so make sure you're there please do subscribe the more that number goes up the happier I am uh, Instagram Twitter at Miller316 YouTube we're here right now but the Miller Report rules dot com forces the Miller Report rules and of course Patreon.com forces Simonler316 we may have had a tech breakdown earlier but I wouldn't have this tech if it wasn't for the money there to try and make this the best podcast possible Keep it on the YouTube channel for more content as we go this week. What Culture Wrestling, obviously, can find me up there. And yeah, brand new podcast next week called Why with Simon Miller. Please do tune in for that. Same format we've got now. You can listen to it on audio. I'll tweet out the links. And we'll be doing it live on, uh, on, on YouTube. If you want to tweet me at Simon316 to let me know what time you'd like me to do it, I mean, I'll probably either do it a Tuesday or a Wednesday. You let me know what time it is good for you. And that's when we'll do it. Because that's what it should be all about. And we'll talk everything. I think next week we'll probably talk about Avengers or some shit like that. Because why the hell not? But thank you very much for watching. Sorry for all the nonsense at the start. I still love you all. These things happen. And yeah, we'll be back next Wednesday. Like I say, keep an eye out for it. I had to download some like crappy, you know, stuff. I made my own, but they're on my other computer. So I don't know what the hell's going to happen when I click this, but we'll find out. Either way, salute for you. I'll see you next week. Yeah.